0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and Samurai Jack. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by frequent commenter Steve himself, Steve Zek. Yo! And Andy Potter! Hey! Hey! I forgot your last name for a second, but that's okay. Because today, the three of us are here to discuss our top five short-lived shows. I gave these guys no rules, no boundaries as far as episodes, what top five short-lived shows even means. So throwing them in a frying pan, hopefully they do well. Um, you can find this podcast at overlyanimated.com or by searching on iTunes. Yeah overlyanimecom slash iTunes, find us there, or podcatchers such as Stitcher and Google Play. I jumbled that, but you guys know where to find us. Yeah. So, before we start, did anyone have something they needed to say, Steve? Oh, oh,
1: I just, yeah. Well, I just made uh, made my own rule for this, and just pretty much I'm going to stick to Western cartoons, and not anime, because they used to have a different set of rules with show how shows run over there, so...
0: I stuck to Western hoping you would do anime. So this is going to be a very Western <laughs> animation episode. John, are you Western I, or animation on this? I, Andy, not I John.
2: Have, I, I have one anime on my <laughs> list. Oh,
0: okay.
2: yeah, I'm right. already
0: tired. This is going to be a fun episode. So <laughs> let's start. Um, I think right now, Andy, you're the most coherent. So Andy, what's your number five?
2: Uh, my number five is Batman Beyond. Yeah, uh, It lasted for Three seasons covering 52 episodes. It was the sequel series to the Batman animated series, also run by Bruce Timm. This show is just, it's great. It really deserved to have a lot more a epi- lot of more episodes. It's, uh, it's about uh, a teenager named Terry McGinnis and his run-ins and his eventual becoming of Batman. But the great thing about this show is that Bruce Wayne isn't dead. Bruce Wayne is still alive, and he's this bitter, tortured soul. And he helps the new Batman, and it's just – it creates these really heartfelt and really dark episodes, and it's just great. Um, unfortunately, the show ended abruptly because Justice League Unlimited started, and a lot of Bruce Timm's energy went into that instead of this show.
0: Ugh. Now, we did get that tie-in at the end of Justice League Unlimited.
2: Yes, I was going to mention yeah. that, which – it's even called Epilogue, which is just – just Bruce Tim going. Yes, this is an episode of Batman Beyond, not an episode of Justice League Unlimited. It's so that, that episode is amazing
0: too. Hmm. Any any comments, Steve, on Batman Beyond?
1: Wow, it's a great show. Um, I saw a little bit of it. When I was when I was younger, and it was a. I remember. Um, Kim Puff was sort of parody that one, ironically, because because the voice of you know. If we have to Terry is also Ron Stoppable. and you had this episode with K. P. When you had this Adam West play this kind of a parody of Batman, so I so I remember the most about that. And I do remember um, for some reason you had like you had like old woman Barbara Gordon. I think you had old Selina Kyle. I don't remember exactly, and and I do remember the. uh that that movie with the Joker.
2: That was oh, that was a great movie. Yeah. That's a great movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I also love the little twist at the end with uh about in that movie with uh something to do with Haley Quinn. I won't spoil it, but I, you guys know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I'm very glad to hear you mentioned Batman Beyond. Uh you could argue Terry McGuinness is one of my favorite animated superheroes and uh, as such we will be having this discussion again later oh, on Andy no. in a couple of oh, hours no, as we're recording uh, it's that's going to be interesting so yes it will you're going to get sick of talking about Terry McGinnis by the end of today but Batman Beyond
2: won't. is such a, a good great
0: show definitely <laughs> it, it could have gone longer and yeah it was great steve what is your number 5
1: Okay, number five is uh, something would be familiar to you, Justin, since you recently did a podcast about it, and that is American Dragon Jake Long, a show I thought also abruptly ended, and especially watched the last episode Hong Kong Longs. That's uh, that should have been a two-parter. It was it was a show like I said. I don't I don't think I have to go over the history since you guys discussed it before. But you want me to go over it again? Um, we only have less than an hour, so no, we're good. OK, we skipped that. Oh, I got all the four picks. My top two, though, I think most of you can agree with top two. I would not be surprised if we had the same top two, but I don't want it. But we'll see.
0: You, we won't. <laughs> I
2: dug deep. We won't. OK, uh, I've Jake- also watched Jake Long. Oh, sorry, Justin. Oh, no, you go. Uh, I've also watched Jake Long and I it, it it's a pretty fun show. Um, I don't remember much, but I watched it more as a kid. But I do remember it just ending really suddenly and just kind of just <laughs> no more. It was just really strange. I do think it deserved a few more sh- episodes yeah. at the very least.
1: Yeah. Oh, and this is how I make my list. List of pretty much shows I felt I wanted more. I felt, you know, wanted more, you know. Also, not too many. Like, I have, like, and Jake Long did feel I could use more. I didn't feel fully satisfied. With the exception of maybe one show on my list. But, yeah, you understand. That's how I made my list. Shows I felt like I wanted more. And Jake Long, even though it had 52 episodes, it kind of, it felt like that to me. All
0: right, so my number five is, uh, the way I ordered this, I went by shows I think need more episodes, but also I tried to keep the super obvious ones lesser on the list, because I wanted to highlight some other stuff. My number five, though, is Cat Scratch from Nickelodeon, only getting 20 episodes I, I loved Cat Scratch as a kid, and I was too young to understand shows got canceled, and I was wondering, where did it go? Why are there not new episodes? And then I was saddened to learn it was over. But, for those who haven't seen this show, it's three cats who live together, it's basically Pinky in the Brain, and then someone relatively normal, and it's, it's just a wonderful show. It's weird, it's wacky, it's early 2000s Nickelodeon, and... I would have rather seen more of this, if it meant maybe we ended SpongeBob a season or two ago, or ended Fairly Odd Parents a season or two ago. If we had kept this another season or two, I would have been so happy. It only got one season. Have either of you seen Cat Scratch? I have not. Oh really? Um,
1: I vaguely remember it. I'm surprised. I I, think I remember that having more than one season. So nope,
0: 20 oh, episodes. Me so Whoa. that is my number five let's keep on rolling andy what is your number four pick my
2: number four is probably this this one probably needs the least introduction my number four is gravity falls oh it's on my list not on my list all right we're good all right so this i'm sure um you'll talk about this too steve but it only had 40 episodes but the crazy thing about this show is that it lasted for four plus years they spread out 40 episodes over four plus years which is insane but anyone who hasn't seen Gravity Falls, which is crazy, um, it's about two twins and their grunkle Stan and their adventures in a small town called Gravity Falls involving mystery and fantasy. And I don't think I need to explain much more than that. It's, it's a great show that just kind of ended. And according to Alex Hirsch, the creator, it ended the way he wanted it to, mm-hmm. but many people read into it that it, there were, there was some strange stuff going on behind the scenes at Disney XD, but, it, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I felt, though, he probably,
1: like, the second half of season two was his intended season three. So things got a little bit, a lot of filler kind of got rushed out, which I yeah. which I love filler on, on, on that type of show. So that's why I felt happened. We got all the story, but we kind of got, uh, we kind of was taking away some good, fun filler episodes. Maybe even some episode that could have developed more of my favorite character, Pacifica. I thought
0: we were going to say Waddles. Save Waddles, uh, Waddles 2016
1: okay. My okay, correct. It. My favorite human character.
0: There we go. <laughs> Steve, what is your totally. number 4? Please let it not be Gravity Falls. Please let that be later.
1: Oh, no, no, that's no, not yet, but it's in the top 2, I'll tell you that. Um um my number 4 pick is a show from the 90s. It's a show it's a, it's a show for adults, really, but actually no, show for like it's not a kid's show per take. It's a show that was canceled twice. A show called The Critic.
0: Yes! I love The Critic.
1: Oh, It's a show that it originally aired in 94 on ABC. I don't know how many episodes they did in ABC. Uh, I don't know, like a season full. It was cancelled, and then 95 was picked up by Fox. And after one season, it was cancelled again. And then, luckily, though, you got a whole bunch of reruns on Comedy Central for many years, but and it's on DVD, but really, no new episodes, but I really enjoyed the show. I thought the show was kind of Family Guy before Family Guy with its jokes and stuff. Only I thought a little bit more clever, but that's just my opinion. And John Lovers, of course, was hilarious on that show. And you got a lot of Simpsons people working on that show back when the Simpsons was in its prime.
0: It, it reminds me of if Dylan had a show about his life. It's this deadpan movie critic <laughs> who just is so just dry humor and sarcasm. And every time I hear Dylan speak, I think he's the critic. It's it Jay is Sermon. a great show.
1: It's characters named Jay Sherman, by
2: the way. If you don't remember. I've never seen this show, but just by your description, uh, Justin, I guess I have to watch it now.
0: It, it's basically Dylan, and I, don't tell him I said that, except I know he's going to listen <laughs> yes. to this to edit, so um, uh, l- love you, boss. Uh, my number four pick is Invader Zim. I had to put it low because it is coming back for a TV movie, and everybody knows about Invader Zim. Like It's, it's Invader Zim. Everyone's heard of it. Everyone knows it got canceled. Everyone's seen the Gurr sweatshirts at Hot Topic. Uh, Invader Zim got 27 episodes. We're getting a TV movie, but this is the little show that could. This came out right around the same time as Fairly Odd Parents, and both shows came under a lot of fire from conservative groups, and Invader Zim kind of lost the war while Fairly Odd Parents succeeded. This show got dark. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode. It might be Organ Harvest. I know it's about harvesting organs. It's it's about harvesting organs. I don't think I need to explain <laughs> more. It's oh, just... It's a brilliantly done show. It's so fun. I think Invader Zim is one of those shows I don't really need to explain, because so many people have heard of it. But if you haven't, watch it. Watch the TV movie when it comes out. It's Invader Zim.
2: I have a sad admission to make. I have never watched Invader Zim.
0: You need to watch at
2: least just a couple of episodes, please. I, only I know, a I, know of- I do. I've only seen a couple episodes
1: myself. I just remember, I just remember it had some just meta humor meta humor, and I do remember it does remind me a bit maybe of Pinky in the Brain.
0: I'd see that was Ziminger, I see that, but definitely it the, the I think the episode's actually called The Room with the Moose. You need to see that. It is okay. an episode in a school bus that has left Earth traveling through a wormhole, and at the end lies a room with a moose. And it is just so well done. There are so many great episodes of this show out of only 27 episodes. And it's... You gotta see it. You gotta see it to believe it that Nickelodeon got away with this in 2001 and 2002. It's Invader Zim. I mean, come on. Watch the movie when it comes out and go watch the show. Andy, what Uh, is your number
2: three? uh, Okay, so my number three, this is probably my favorite show on the list not the best but my favorite and that's spectacular spider-man yes it is such a good show and it only lasted for 26 episodes really it's yeah it did it only i thought it was a lot longer than that it only lasted 26 episodes cover each season was only 13 um the reason though it was so short is because i i'm not explaining the show because i'm pretty sure everyone knows the story of spider-man but the reason the show is so short is because disney bought marvel and when Disney bought Marvel, Marvel decided they wanted all the rights to their TV shows back. And so, mm-hmm. so and so they took it from Sony, but Sony kept the rights to Spectacular Spider-Man. So now Sony has the rights to the show, but Marvel has the rights to produce any Spider-Man TV shows. So nobody can make Spectacular Spider-Man anymore. So but this show Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so it was canceled because of politics pretty much. Capitalism, show, but yes. <laughs> This show is so good, Justin. It's,
0: I've seen it. I've seen seen the same. I've only seen season one because my brother owns all of season one, I think. And he's at that age still of watching the same DVD seven times. So I, it's a great show. This was one of the, this was still airing when CW's last holdout of Saturday morning cartoons ended, which was like 2013, 2014, 2012, something like that. I'm old, but this show was airing for like a decade and it only lasted 26 episodes. It's that's that was a staying power. Yeah,
2: you need you need to watch the second season though, Justin, because the second season is even better. I'll watch Invader Zim if you watch the second seater, season of Spectacular Spider-Man. Is that a it promise? Is,
0: so yeah. is that a promise? All 27 I episodes prom- of Invader Zim for all 26 of Spectacular. Yes, yes, pinky promise. Deal. So. It's a great show. Did you have any more you wanted to add about it before we move on to Steve?
2: Uh, just that I think it has the best version of the symbiote story. Yes. Of it, it's just incredible. It even pokes fun at the horrible Spider-Man three version. Like in the Spider-Man in the movie, Peter Parker goes to a bell tower, and knocks on a bell, and the symbiote comes off. But in the TV show, Peter goes to a bell tower, knocks into a bell. And the, the symbiote starts to come off, and then it just rebels, and he has this literal internal battle with the symbiote, and it's just incredible. And so instead of getting the origin story at the beginning of the season, we get the classic origin story as the season finale of season one, and it's just perfect.
1: Oh, isn't it, it's just like Maraca's Ladybug. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what they is are, it with these shows? They're very similar. I do love... I do love Spectacular Spider-Man. What I love, though, is they gave us Spider-Man as Spider-Man, and then he gave us the backstory later, as opposed to Ultimate Spider-Man, not the show, but the comic, that took five issues to kill Uncle Ben. I remember that. It it should never take that long to kill Uncle Ben. Spidey Mm -hmm. does it in a page at the beginning of each issue as a, you already know this. Yeah. (sighs)
2: Oh, one last thing. This show is legitimately funny. Spectacular Spider Man. Yes. It's just hilarious.
0: Steve, on to your number three.
1: Oh, my number three pick. This show about ten years ago. It's a show that definitely was influenced from a a classic show from the '60s called. Uh, again, mixed up Johnny Quest, not to be confused with Johnny Test or Johnny Bravo, and that show is The Secret Saturdays.
0: Yes. This was a classic. I I enjoyed this one too. I'll tell me why you picked it. Oh, I, I just
1: loved it. I just thought it was just it just felt so so for me, it felt so old school back then, like it felt like a the most Saturday morning cartoon of cartoons back then and it had this great villain V August. It had this uh this this lore, this 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 like lore of history and it's also cool to see actually a family fighting side by side because together. Because back then, a lot of shows back in those days, it seemed like kids have superpowers and their p- parents really don't do nothing, and in most cases, they don't even know about it. They keep it all a secret from their parents. But here, it's like the opposite. Like it's like a whole family fighting together, and it's a great show. And it every every, every episode just felt like. It just felt it was a part of something. Nothing felt like filler to me, and I do feel towards the end season, like the last season, it definitely did feel a little bit rushed at the end, like because it felt very fast how it just ended. Though it did, uh, they did have a crossover a couple years ago with Benton Omniverse, but they have this time skip, but that's uh, another story for another. Really, I,
0: I watched yeah. none of Omniverse. I have to go back and see that now.
1: Oh, okay. you want me to look up what episode it is? Uh, As you're uh, looking
0: it's... up that, my connection to Secret Saturdays, the first couple episodes I Uh-oh. thought were a bit slow. I was like, this looks cool. And I was like, it's a bit slow. I'm going to go watch Generator Rex. But it was when the season one finale, because they had been building up um, this big mystery of who this one cryptid is. And then they finally reveal it in the season one finale. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was... It was a good, good episode. It's one of the best episodes, I think, of that era. But this show's... What I remember most about this show is, before it aired, when Cartoon Network released these like found footage videos of these just monsters, the, the cryptids, as they're called in the show, and just how... Me and my friends were like, is this real? Is this not? What show is this for? And it was... it To see how much love Cartoon Network poured into promoting the show... And then how little attention they gave it after the first season. It was just such a contrast. And I think if they kept giving it that same love, it could have kept going for years. Did you, uh, find the episode, Steve?
1: Okay, hold on. It's, uh, so many episodes, especially later seasons. Um, I'll get back to you. Okay.
0: Andy, have you seen Secret Saturdays?
2: I've only seen the first couple episodes because, like you said, it was really slow and I just didn't get into it. But like you, I didn't realize it got a lot better it after those first few episodes.
0: It picks up. I, it gets really good. I should probably take a look back
2: at that too. Then
0: we're g- we're just gonna okay. start. Okay. 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 Just, uh,
1: okay. Um. Okay. Here's the episode. It's the first episode of a uh, the story fourth season. The fourth story arc. To do all the duplicates. Uh, episode thirty one, and it's. T G I S it's T period G period I period S period
0: nice that's episode 31 of omniverse
1: 5th, yeah it aired october 5th 2013 so you know look that up if you want
0: nice i andy i think we're going to have to start like our own spin-off series of a time capsule where we watch shows from 10 years ago and pretend they're still relevant I didn't have to like. This we're way. surprised, like, um, I don't know if you ever listen to Comic Geek Speak, but they do. Um, I think it's Murd's Time Capsule where he reads comics from ten years ago, like they came out today. And so he's like so <laughs> surprised of things that happened like two thousand six, and it's just it's wonderful. Right, I think we need to start our own backlog show of that nature. Yeah. And <laughs> this is this is a good nostalgia trip. I'm enjoying this. My number three. So am I. My number three, going back to Nick. Uh, Nick Toons, actually. The first Nick Toons original show, Kappa Mikey. Um, oh. This is the longest series on my list. This one got 52 episodes. And the basic premise of this show is an American kid gets to go star in an anime. And, because in this show, anime well, is live action, because they are anime characters. I remember this now. And the, the great thing about this show... Everyone from Japan is drawn in an anime style, and everyone from America is drawn in an American style. And it—it's so funny. It pokes fun at every trope of anime and Western animation. It pulls no punches. It's hilarious. The cast, especially in the show, you've got your tradi- in the show within the show, Lilimu. You have your traditional '80s anime villain, purple skin, blue hair. Oh, I am the ultimate evil! Aha. Oh, but in the regular world of the show, he's just a sweet, kind guy who's just also really, really big. The princess in Lillamoo is really, really jerky and annoying in the regular world. The kind of uh, stronger girl in Lilamu, the more cool, uh, silent type, the strong one, is a complete mush. And the Pikachu of the show, Guano, in Lily Mood, just says, Guano, Guano, all day. And in reality, he is paranoid and anxiety-ridden and a genius and just this little puffball of anxiety, which is me on a regular basis. So I've always loved Guano since I was a child, which is the weirdest sentence I've ever said. But uh. <laughs> curse this show for making me say these things, but it's so good, and it only lasted two seasons and nicktoons kind of burned it off towards the end but i think if they kept it going especially kept it going something like now if they started parodying more modern anime i think they could have done so much with this show it it had so much room it was so clever and it was so meta which this was at like 2005 when we weren't getting a lot of the meta humor we're getting nowadays right the days of garfield and animaniacs and a critic breaking the fourth wall were gone and the days of current shows breaking the fourth wall weren't quite here yet and it's just in this weird odd period where it's trying to do meta humor in an environment where that didn't exist
1: i uh, i i'm not sure if it was exactly a nicktoon show my aired on it but i think remember something. i think it was a I think it was originally one of those French animated shows, but I could be wrong. I think this one might
0: have been a co-production, but I know it was it was heralded as the first Nicktoons original. Oh,
1: Uh, I like to say that. Who knows if it's the truth? But I do remember. But it does remind me a little bit of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and how different you know Baby Herman's personality within the cartoon, and when they're when he's not in character, these. I don't know if you know. If you yeah, it's, who...
0: it's a lot like that. It's, it, it, it's a loving tease at anime and western animation. And I think it does a good job of not only lampooning Japanese culture, but American culture. And it does so in a way that's never mean-spirited. It's always fun. I think my favorite moment is the recycling episode where Guano sings a song about recycling and how in America there's only three recycling bins, but in Japan there's 52. And he talks, there's this great moment where he has a PowerPoint. He's like, Japan is an Island. And the whole cast is just shocked and almost just in disbelief that Japan is an Island, even though they live there. And it's, it's so great. It's a great show. It needed more. It needs to be brought back today so we can make fun of new anime.
1: Oh, I agree though. So I do think there's some animes within anime does, does that do that now? Um, I don't know. show sure. I, I, I sent you a link to, recently, Justin, A key, Kiba Trip, the animation. That's a pretty sure you got to check out. A show I really liked about five years ago called uh, um, Good Luck, Girl. Look that up. That definitely parodies
2: anime and manga, but all right.
0: Andy, <laughs> that's all my I- number two.
2: Yes. My number two is another big one. I didn't list mine like yours where I put the big ones at the bottom or anything. I just put them as the best. Uh, So my number two is Young Justice, which will be a little controversial now because Mm -hmm. it is getting a third season. I think it's worth being on this list because it is the it used to be the show people pointed to and said, this is the show that Cartoon Network just canceled for no reason. People just pointed at, well, they had a reason. But to the fans, it was just this is a great show with people watching it. Why are you canceling it? And it just I don't know how much I need to describe about it. I mean, it's about superheroes in a team and they have a lot of adventures, but it just had a lot of heart, a lot of drama, and it just ended abruptly, just because Cartoon Network thought it was marketing too well to girls, essentially, and it just, it it was horrible.
1: I I think I know the reason. I think it was, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yes, give us your answer. I was calling on you like a teacher.
1: It was simple, it was simply, so they got rid of it so they could put on a show called Teen Titans Go, which was much cheaper to animate and stuff. Yeah, and, and they, I think right now, Cartoon Network, right now, they just want to do 11 minute shorts, the, the cartoon, 11 minute episode. They don't want to do full 22 minute episodes anymore. So here's I what that... actually
0: happened. Um, <laughs> Andy's oh, am I wrong? most... Oh. You're both right. You're both right is the thing. Okay. Um, It's not just that girls were watching, it's that they were hitting low on their male demographic because as much as, I hate to say it, TV... In in, From a production standpoint, the television episode is the filler. The commercials is where the money is made. And Mm -hmm. they couldn't find commercials to hit the demographics they were hitting because Cartoon Network usually aims for 13 and under boys is the demographic they usually try to get most of their commercials aimed at. And so the audience they were capturing was older women, and most of the traditional commercials you put in for that audience... They couldn't, they couldn't get, they couldn't air. And so it was either cancel Young Justice and put a show show that would hit that key demographic they wanted or completely switch their key demographic and start having, uh, tampon commercials on Cartoon Network, which the executives at the time were like, no. And so whether that was the right call or not, I don't know. It wasn't, so it was both. Teen Titans Go definitely hits that young male demographic very strongly in the ratings, consistently. Yeah. And Young Justice was bringing in a lot of girls, and it's not that girls were watching and that girls weren't buying the toys. It was that the they couldn't get the commercials to hit the demographics they were hitting. And so it was a bit of both. It, it's still stupid it got canceled. I don't know what channel it's going to come back on now. I think it's Netflix. Netflix. I'm pretty sure. I, I've heard rumors <laughs> it's going to go to CW Seed. I don't
2: care where it goes. I as long as we back. get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because it's been four years since the second season ended. It's insane.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like another show I know that took four years to give us a season, except that one didn't get canceled, Attack on Titan. <sighs> oh.
1: oh. Oh, don't Look, get me started. Is it, that on your
0: list? No, no, no. It's not on my list blow But, um, Steve, uh, number two before I rant about Attack on Titan.
1: <laughs> okay, number two. You already mentioned Gravity Falls. Okay. Uh, you want me to go over over again, or we'll um, just
0: move on? Just give your edition, Andy. No, you can't comment on his edition of Gravity Falls.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Well, Gravity Falls. I just love. It's it had such a good mix of humor and action and dark. It was dark, but still funny, but not too dark. And especially best example is Bill Cyper, man. Bill Cipher. He he is one of the most hilarious villains ever, but at the same time, one of the most dark, scariest villains ever. He's like, uh, like you mentioned, like a coup from Samurai Jack. That's who Bill reminds me a lot of, because he could do it all in terms of being a villain. And, of course, I already mentioned my favorite character, Pacifica Northwest. I wish they could have done more with her. And, of course, I love the whole uh, of the, the Stan's twin, the whole twin reveal, and those two working off each other. And, and I love how they mirror Mabel and Dipper. I love those type of stuff. In the mystery, was, yeah. It was definitely, I could go rant all
0: day on that. It was a good show. I think it definitely, it could have gone longer, they could have done more filler, but I'm glad that Alex got to end it the way he wanted to. Like, that to me is the biggest thing. It may not have gotten a run long, but he got to end it properly, which I think a lot of shows don't get. And mm-hmm. yeah. speaking of segues and shows that didn't get their proper ending, my number two is Symbionic Titan.
2: Oh, God. I have a
0: feeling that's your number one, isn't oh. it, Steve? Yep. All right. Um, then I will definitely, um, I'll go into a little bit and then you can wrap us up with that when we hit number one. This was Gendy Tartakovsky's like, this was his baby, right? He cemented himself as an animation legend with Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack, Star Wars Clone Wars, the 2D animated series, which is incredible and underrated. And then after a few years, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make what I wanna make. And he makes this incredible science fiction, fantasy world, send-up of anime, beautiful style, mech show meets high school slice of life, and it was all so well done, and it only ran about half as long as it was supposed to. And they just it was it was again a similar situation to Young Justice. They couldn't get those demographics <laughs> they needed. And I have made the argument with Michelle on the Samurai Jack podcast that this needs to be brought back on Adult Swim because it did well in reruns on Adult Swim in Toonami. And so this is just... The fact that the show hasn't been brought back yet makes me think it might. I remember there was an issue of CN can't air it anymore because they somehow lost the rights to air it. I don't know what happened there, but they need to bring this back. We need to get a second season that properly wraps up the story I want to know what happened to Otto and Kimmy. I know Steve cares about that a lot, so I'm oh, not going to yes, take his thunder. Yes. I'll <laughs> let you do that when we get to number one so we have content for the back part of this episode. But okay. this only got 20 episodes. We needed more Symbionic Titan. We hardly knew ya. This was the same era as, like, Secret Saturdays, and all those shows got maybe one to two seasons. They yeah, all needed yet, more.
1: Yet they kept running Ben 10 to the ground.
0: Okay, <laughs> Alien Force was good, Ultimate Alien was good. I know, I know, I don't
2: hate that show. I, I, I agree. It's just been
0: on for 12 years, and the new one, from what I've seen, is good. It is the first time I can look at a reboot on Cartoon Network and be like, good job. Like, they've done well with it so far. They have? So, I should probably take a look at it then. They have. So, Andy, what is your number one short-lived show? So, my number one is most often heralded as the
2: best anime ever made, and... For Steve, you should know what I'm about to say now, but I'm I my my number one is Cowboy Bebop.
0: I really expected Fooly Cooly. Oh, you did? You oh, said wow. short lived, and I thought short anime, six episodes. Fooly Cooly. Well, see, from that's an OVA, though. I don't know if that's the same
2: as anime, but we're not having this fight right now, Steve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, this is not the, this is not time. But uh, this this show went on for 26 episodes, and it's just an amazing space opera about. A bunch of people who are just broken and looking for comfort with each other, but it's also just a really episodic show that just shows all these vignettes of all these amazing places, amazing places in the solar system, amazing places, and even a couple places on Earth too. But this show just—it was just beautiful. It was—it's one of the last fully hand-drawn animes, and it's just gorgeous. It—it—it's it, insane how beautiful this sh- this show is. And on top of that, they have the incredible Yoko Kano making the most perfect music for this Mm -hmm. show. The music is the thing that makes this show work. Like From the opening theme song to the ending theme song, every episode, there's something that's going to make you just tap your foot and even sing along sometimes. And it's just incredible. This show is just, it deserves all the praise it gets, is all I'm saying. And it only aired 26 episodes.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. I I do know it's one of the shows for me that I think it's both both the Japanese and the English versions are excellent. Um, yeah. It doesn't really matter which version you watch. You can't say a lot about a lot of anime, sadly.
0: I think my favorite thing about this is when Firefly came out, everyone was like, oh, it's like an American Cowboy Bebop. It's gonna be longer. And then it ran 13, 14 episodes. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it really is the American Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, well, the difference is Cowboy Bebop ended when it wanted to. This was this was the show it wanted to have. It it ended when the creator wanted it to end, but it still feels like I I still want more Cowboy Bebop that, in some it, form. That's why I didn't want to put Anime on
1: my list because it's complicated with the way things go. I mean, sometime you know, you know, sometimes shows that get canceled abruptly last like 200 episodes to adapt a manga, while shows like this like have like a season and like 26 episodes seem like it's supposed to. So that's the way that's the way it is.
0: So, Steve, what is your number one short-lived show? We're all waiting to find out. Okay, drumroll,
1: please. Symbionic Titan.
0: Sim, what? Yeah, I've never I heard of this.
1: It. Oh, it's a show that aired on Cartoon Network from 2010 to 2011. Fascinating. Um, it had this about about this like had these three characters like two like two aliens, one robot, and they. And they have to hide from this big bad evil alien, and they um and they go to high school and try to be act like normal humans. And uh and one of the best part part I like the best as much as I love the uh Lance and Ilana is the story uh, the romance between Octus and this character called Kimmy. And when they broke up, it just broke my heart. And I hopefully they get back together.
0: It, it was a, it was a good show. Like I've. Already sung this show's praises, Andy Adlen. Was this another one of those shows you said you missed, Andy?
2: Uh this is uh yes, this is, because I don't think you you could not know this about me, but during my childhood, I did not have cable. So I lived on just Saturday morning cartoons, so anything on Cartoon Network a long time ago, I kinda just missed.
0: We're gonna be good friends, Andy. This is gonna be a this is the beginning of a beautiful podcast friendship. I'm very excited for the next show we're gonna be yep. recording together. It's gonna be and something. It's gonna be something. Um, thank you so much for being here on this. And Symbionic Titan is amazing.
2: So, well, it,
0: what's your number it, one, Steve? You have yeah, final comments not... on Symbionic Titan? Oh
1: yeah, Symbiotic Titan. Um, it's on iTunes. Um, check it out. And if hopefully we get a revival, and they'll swim. Before I heard Samurai Jack revival, my hope was a comic book re- continuation because I thought that's the best we can do. But Samurai Jack is giving me hope
0: G- Gandy has basically become the king of animation at this point after uh, he's he's the modern day king of animation, I would argue at least in America after um pulling off dexter's lab Samurai Jack Star Wars, Symbionic Titan he then went on directed two very well performing movies Hotel Transylvania one and two. Went, uh, he's now doing a Luke Cage comic that's doing very well. He's back doing Samurai Jack on Adult Swim. He's just conquering wherever he goes. So hopefully either we'll get a Symbiotic Titan comic like, uh, Luke Cage got, or we will get a Adult Swim revival or a film. Because again, he can do all three. And that's what's great about him. Oh, and
1: Kimmy better find out the truth about everything. That's, that's the one thing Besides him. That's the thing I need to see.
0: I agree. Kimmy needs We need the end of the Kimmy arc. And moving on to my number 1, uh it is the shortest lived cartoon network original series ever created. Ladies and gentlemen, my number 1 is Robotomy. Well, which, I don't even know what this is. Crickets, 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 crickets. Never heard of it. Um this ran 10 11 minute episodes. This aired a little bit after Adventure Time and Regular Show started. This was around the time of the Problem Solvers, if we remember that pile of garbage that somehow got on air. Maybe that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, it aired right after Regular Show, and it's from the creators of Super Jail. And it's basically Super Jail. It is these two robots, uh, Thrasher and Blastus, who go to Harry S. Apocalypse High, gonna ignore the um, hidden uh, innuendo in the name there, And it is just a wonderful show full of carnage and mayhem about life of destructive robots and these two teenagers who are, well, they're kind of slackers. They're not not exactly murderous machines. And the show is so good. In only ten episodes, they crammed in a bunch of guest stars. My personal favorite is Gilbert Gottfried as Tickle Me Psycho, but... There were so many great guest appearances. They tackled so many great themes very early on in the show. We got like the standard puberty episode, the test episode, and it was a great show. It, its humor was on point. It was full of carnage. It was bloodless carnage because it was PGA, um, as opposed to Super Jail, which is just carnage. And it could have done so much more. It was scheduled for a 12 episode first season. It only got 10. And it was honestly one of the more mature shows there on Cartoon Network. It kind of blurred the line between CN and Adult Swim, so I could see either Cartoon Network or Adult Swim bringing this back. It was funny, it had great moments, and really interesting characters, and I want more. I just, I really want more. There's only ten episodes! I... I bought the entire series on iTunes at like 14 because I had the money as a 14 year old to buy an entire show on iTunes. That is how short the series was. And so, I think it was like 10 bucks for the whole show because there was only 10 episodes. It might have even been like 8 bucks. I don't remember. But it was such a good episode. Such a good show. So few. You can literally binge the whole show in a couple hours. If you haven't seen it, go find it and watch it. If you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Bring back Robotomy. The, the fact that neither of you had ever even heard of this Cartoon Network series says a lot about how little love it got. But. Um, yeah. It was fun. You,
1: um, Justin, you said it was 12, supposed to be 12 episodes, but only 10 episodes. Did there two
0: unaired episodes? No, they weren't even produced. It was ordered oh, for wow. 12. Only 10 were even produced. Yeah. It, um, that canceled very quick. But. None of the episodes are bad. They're all good episodes. There's some weaker ones, but you watch all ten of those episodes, they were good for a pilot season. Like, for what, what it was, for, compare that to season one Adventure Time and Regular Show, it was same level quality, I'd argue. Uh, they did a lot of great stuff. There was a, um, there's a great episode where they go through puberty, and the boys get sent to an island where they have to become men. And it is just like this island challenge themed episode and there's this straight line of uh look to the person to the left of you, he will die. Look to the man to the right of you, he will die. The person in between the person on the left and the person on the right of you will die. Uh we can't uh, all die, there is a gift shop here. Oh <laughs> and it's just such a good show. And so I I want more. All I'm hearing from you is
2: that there's an island with a bunch of people trapped there and some people won't make it. That just sounds like the most Justin show ever, considering your love of total drama.
0: Total drama, uh, Survivor, Hunger Games. Yeah. E. Um, I have a type of show I like.
1: Oh, you like the I, show people are trapped on places and, like, a game show. That's the type of show? I you? like
0: my people trapped and I don't want them leaving. <laughs> Go Ligan's Island. All the way. Gilligan. Whatever. I want him on
1: got that to, island. I gotta see if I can find any enemies that are, have the same type of premise. I'm sure there are some.
0: Uh, Danganronpa. Rampa. And not Dung. Yes, Danganronpa. Rampa. I need to watch that. <laughs> but that is our list of top five short-lived shows. Um, I think we only crossed over twice, which is really impressive, considering the that I said Invader Zim and no one else said Invader Zim. Thank goodness. Um, because that t- I was scared everyone was gonna have that as number one. So thank you for keeping this interesting, guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Uh, well, no, it just it was fun. Um, I'm glad our lists weren't completely the same. Um, I did expect you guys to have my top two because that was so obvious, but I guess you guys surprised me.
0: I had your number one before you had your number one, so I don't want to hear it.
1: Oh yeah, my email like probably I gave it away my email when I cause just when I was said I would be on this so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, final thing, thoughts? Like,
2: a lot of show a lot of animated shows just end well before they're supposed to and it's really sad uh if, if every show got to have the run it wanted to we'd be it, there'd be a lot more good shows in the world
0: i remember uh one quick story and then we'll sign off um one of my favorite anime ever is gargantia on the virtuous planet and they were going to make a season two and i was so so ready for season two and it got canceled And then they announced they were going to make it as a novel. They were going to take the entire planned season, make it as a novel. And I I love when shows do this. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars did this. They had a 10-episode arc planned for Asajj Ventress. Got canceled. They made it into a book. And I I think it shows a lot that people care about these shows. That even if the show gets canceled, they're going to fight for this story to get told. Because, I mean, that's what we all love. We all love good stories. And I think today is just a testament to that fact. So, thank you. Uh, Go ahead. There's always fanfics. There's always fanfics. (laughs) There's always fanfics. Um, Always too many. (laughs) uh, One last more story, and then we'll sign off. One of my teachers, he had assigned, uh, this was in 2000, he teaches a class on media and culture, and had assigned a Buffy the Vampire Slayer X-Files crossover fanfiction as homework. Well, he hadn't read all of it at the time that he assigned it. He goes home, oh, yeah. reads oh. it, finds out there's some uh, X-rated content in there. He's like, I'm going to lose my job. He comes back, and uh, sure enough, no one has done the homework at all. My God, thank so, God. So he's still teaching uh, there <laughs> 17 years later. But he's all like, for shame. Uh, how dare you not do the reading? Alright, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and listening to us ramble about shows we love, which is kind of all we do here at this podcast. Uh, you can support us on iTunes by reviewing us and leaving star ratings. We love iTunes reviews so, so much. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Catherine, a.k.a. Cookie Cat. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Alex. Uh, Steve, thank you. Oh, Uh, you're welcome. Because, I mean, you're here, so I might as well thank you twice. Um, (laughs) Stay tuned, guys. We have all our roundtables that we do coming up, more top fives, tons of good stuff coming from Overly Animated. And thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.